Hey, welcome to Do The Math Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Tennyson. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Do The Math Podcast. Man, I'm excited, you know, to be doing another episode. Although we are going into uh, week three, week two just passed. And, um, you know, I'm not going to lie, for a lot of my teams, it was it was a rough week two. Um, some of my teams, I had all my players played in the morning. And sometimes when all your players play in the morning, usually, man, it could be it's either going to be really good or really bad. There's no in between. And then you don't have no players to play later on or on Monday to, like, pick you up. So it's just like whatever you score in the morning and that's it, man. And there was a couple of teams. I was like, it ain't even no reason for me to continue watching Red Zone channel now. Like, this, my team is done. But, you know, that's how it goes, man. I had one team where I scored dang near in a, in a, in a PPR league where I scored dang near 200 points in week one. And then in week two, my team barely passed 100 points. And so it's just, man, that's the thing about fantasy football, man. You you feel like you're a genius one week, and then the next week you're like, oh, man, why did I start these guys again? I knew they weren't going to do it again. But, hey, you, you know, you never know. Then week three, hey, we should see, you know. Um, you know, I did have a few uh, Derrick Henry shares that pretty much won me my game, you know, won my week for me. Um, you know, so that was dope. You know, that was dope watching him go off because he really didn't do much week one. And I was able to still win uh, week one with with him. And so in week two, when he went off, I think he had, in a PPR league, I think he had like 47 points. Derrick Henry did. They were just feeding him, right? Um, as Tennessee went on to beat Seattle. But that was beautiful, man. Watching that and watching the notifications pop up with, with Derrick Henry, he, you know, plays and stuff. So, you know, thank you, Derrick Henry. I know he saved probably a lot of people uh, week I'm sure. And then people that were playing against him, I'm sure they were like, come on, man, like pass it to, to Nichols or whoever is behind him. Like, you know, they did want Derrick Henry to keep getting the points. I can't imagine, you know, what it felt like on the other end. All I know, man, is it was is beautiful, you know, watching him go off the way he did. You know, so I, I um, you know, thank you, Derrick Henry. Shout out. Uh, let's see. Let's go over like who scored the most points uh, this past week. And fantasy uh, football, I'm doing PPR league. So PPR is points per reception. Um, most of the leagues that I play in are one point per reception. I still keep it a little old school. I'm in like one out of the 15 leagues. I'm in one league where they play uh, no PPR. Man, the league is so boring. I don't know how I used to play like that. Like, man, no PPR, like at least do half a point. But no PPR, is just standard scoring. Yeah, I, I really stay away from those leagues. But Every now and then, you got some old school guy that's like, oh, man, this is how we've been playing, We, you know. And then they do a vote in the league. You guys want to go to up to one point P PPR? And they're like, no, 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 let's keep it high. We've been playing since the 40s. So that's just, how, you know, that's just how it is. But most of the time when I'm talking about scoring on here, and I'll reiterate it, but usually I'm talking about PPR, points per reception league, because um, those are pretty much most of the leagues that I'm playing in. And... uh you know, I enjoy playing in those leagues. It added so much more, you know, added like another element to a plan. And it's more exciting. It's hard to go back the other way. Um, so we'll discuss like, let's talk about like some of the higher scores this week. So you had Derrick Henry. He put up 47 points. You had Aaron Jones put up like 41. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, man, is, he's still he's trying to go for another uh, uh, MVP season. This guy is going off, man. He had 39 points uh, this week. And then Kyler Murray, he's still going off. He had 39. Uh, Cup 
had 36. And then Aaron Rodgers kind of returned to form somewhat, you know, uh, as far as fantasy-wise. And he had 30, 34 points. So, you know, kudos if you played him again this week. Uh, most people probably didn't have a choice. If you if you drafted Aaron Rodgers, you, you know, you probably took a quarterback higher than most people took quarterbacks. So you probably didn't have no choice but to play him. Um, I have him in a couple leagues where I played him, and, you know, it was, it was dope. He was going off, so you're finally like, okay, thank you, because last week, man, he hurt my team. I was like, man, he can't even get – at least get, get some points, man. Put some points on there. Like, yeah, that's dope. But, you know, he kind of returned this week to to form, so that was cool to see. So going into week three, um, you know, waiver wires just passed. Uh, I went after a few players, but I didn't go after anybody too hard. Not like how I went after Taylor Henneke in the two-quarterback league. Because uh, two-quarterback leagues are crazy. Like, quarterbacks are such a hot commodity in a two-quarterback league. It's, it's crazy. Like, so, because it's just, there's no quarterback. There are no quarterbacks uh, that are free agents because everybody gets drafted because, you know, every team carries at least two three quarterbacks usually, but two quarterbacks um, that they play. So, you know, I went into the draft and I was like, oh, I'm going to build my team. And I was just trying different strategies to see what worked. And I was like, oh, I'll build my team and then kind of get my quarterbacks later. You know, I, I grabbed one quarterback. I just didn't get that second quarterback. And so anyway, um, I believe my second quarterback was like Andy Dalton. He was doing like four points a game, five points, something like that. Right. So it, it, it was it was he was like I was like, I might as well just play like a receiver or a running back in that position at that point. But then I went hard last week after Taylor uh, Heineke and got him. I mean, I went hard. I think I spent, <laughs> I think I spent like 50, 55% of my budget. So, yeah, I went hard. So out of $100, I put $55 down for him, and which wouldn't have been so bad, right? But then after you get the player, I clicked to see who was the second highest bid and the second highest bid. <laughs> If I remember it correctly, it was only like $1 or $2 or something like that. So I completely overspent on him. So that was kind of like, oh, man. But it was worth it because I did get the victory because he played so well Thursday night that, it may, you know, when your player plays well when, after you pick him up, you're like, oh, yeah, that was worth it. Okay, perfect. You know, cool. So, you know, that made it worth it um, that, you know, he balled out. So that was um you know, that was exciting. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't mind now. Blew my budget. You know, with with, with, with the waiver wire budget, it kind of depends on how your team is built. But for the most part, for the most part, uh, from my experience, it seems like you want to try to get those players within those first couple weeks. Usually, if you can get your, your, your diamonds in the first couple weeks, you know, it's fine. to me, it's like blow all your money and get them. Because... Uh, you know, like that's pretty much how you come up. A lot of times, it seems like you get those players, or whatever it's a running back or a receiver, whoever it is, that's just busting out the first couple of weeks, and then you get him, pick them up, and then you're pretty good. Because very rarely later on in the season are you gonna get a guy that's just gonna change your season. I mean, that's just what it is. So you'll be sitting there holding on your budget, and then you don't have anybody to pick up. Now, if your team is just so solid, and your team is just so good that you don't really have to mess with the waivers too much, I will hold on to my money and then wait to towards playoff time because come playoff time, we all know that's when your lineup gets weird. You're hardly ever playing who you started the season with in the playoffs, right? Because teams 
uh, bench their players, don't play their players, or some teams don't have nothing to play for, others do. Uh, it's all kind of stuff that goes into winning a, a championship in fantasy football. That's why you have to have a little bit of luck, man, or a lot of bit of luck, not a little bit. There's a lot of bit of luck to win that. Uh, but so you kind of, you know, at your own discretion. But I usually hold my uh, waiver wire budget. And the waiver wire, again, you know, for, for those who, who don't know, is you have players that are free agents. They're not on anybody's fantasy football team. So, but they're on the waiver wire. So it gives everybody in the league a chance to bid on that player. And out of $100, just everybody starts with, has $100. And out of $100, you can put however much you want that you think you have to put to win that bid to get that player on your team. Um, now, if you're not playing with a waiver wire budget, then you have priority, priority, which is like uh, out of a 12 team teams, then you can either be one, a number one through 12. Obviously, you want to be first because then you have the waiver wire priority. Uh, but this week, I wasn't really going. I'm not really going after seeing anybody. Uh, I'll, you know, name some guys that are probably worth going after. Uh, if you're speaking of quarterbacks inside, you know, in, in a few two quarterback leagues, if you're looking for a quarterback, it seems to be that Daniel Jones is still on the uh, waiver wire. And I don't know if it's fluke or what, but he's been playing well these first two weeks and looking good, especially fantasy wise, like because they're airing that the Giants are airing the ball out right now. So which is crazy. So they're they're airing the ball out. Uh, Saquon Barkley is picking up more and more snaps and more, more and more uh, touches during each game. So first week he didn't have his mean this that past week they stepped it up a little bit. So it looks like Daniel Jones. I mean the way the trajectory weighs in right now is going to be you know a top fantasy football uh, quarterback. So I think he's worth picking up. Um, I think they'll be, the team is terrible. So I think they'll be in a lot of garbage time. You know games where they you know basically get your fantasy points where. In the fourth quarter where the game don't matter and they just, you know, dump in the back trying to either come back or whatever score and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's what, to me, makes it worth it, I think, picking him up. Uh, that's one of the waiver wire pickups that I know, you know, a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people are going to go after him or not, but I mean, let's see. Like, so, for example, I guess Denver week one, he had 23 points. Week two against Washington, he had 31. And then this week, week three, he's playing Atlanta. And Atlanta is just ter- – they're overall – Atlanta, talk about a terrible team. They're terrible right now. They're really, really bad. So I would play Daniel Jones against Atlanta, even if you think it's just a fluke. I just feel like at, at least against Atlanta, he ought to go off against them. Like he should have a pretty good game against him. And then if you don't want to play him no other games because you're not sure about the matchups, but at least, I, you know – it, I would be surprised if he don't go off. You know, nothing's a guaranteed in fantasy football or in sports, but I think that he's going to go off. Like, I think that that is a player who, you know, should go off if the matchup is there. And, you know, sometimes that don't mean anything. Sometimes, like, oh, yeah, this is the perfect matchup. They're going to go off. They're going to, you know, but it all kind of just depends, you know, if, if you need, a, if you like really need a quarterback. Um, there are some leagues where I, drafted everything and then went for my quarterbacks last. So I had like your Andy Dalton's or I had your golfs or, you know, uh, players like that. So for me, this would be like a huge upgrade. Um, I think I even have like Ben Roethlisberger in one league or something. Do I have any Ben Roethlisberger? I might've just made that up actually. Got to look through to see if I have him or not. 
but anyways, I think he's been, you know, kind of a hot pickup right now this week would be him. Uh, Cordell, Cordell Patterson, if people didn't pick him up last week, this week, um, he's getting quite a few touches. They're rushing the ball with them and then they're passing the ball to him. So, you know, with that PPR, with that PPR uh, aspect to it, you know, then if he's catching some passes, you know, he's going to at least get like seven, eight points off of that. And then whatever he gets for the rushes. So you figure, you know, and in Atlanta, they're a terrible team. So they're going to be behind. So you figure they're going to have to pass quite a bit. So, so far, Cordell, Cordell Patterson is uh, playing pretty well. He has the running back um, capability, the running back and a wide receiver tag on him, I believe. Let me see. I think he has the the running back and wide receiver tag on him. So, you know, so that's pretty cool because then you could just, you know, kind of put him in whichever. I wouldn't play him in nothing but maybe the running back position, uh, especially if you're really uh, thin there. You don't have anybody really there. That's where I would put him. I would put him in there and let him uh, play there. And I think that would be a good, a good spot. I mean, you see, like, he had nine points against Philadelphia uh, and Tampa Bay last week he had 23 points, right? So he had like seven rush attempts. Doesn't get very many rushing yards, but he did get a rushing touchdown. So that's something to think about. Maybe he gets that touchdown um, again. As far as like playing him, I wouldn't play him unless like you just don't really have much in that spot and you just like hoping to get some points. You're tired of like your guy not doing much and you're like, I need some points to guys James. So then I put him in because he does have that potential breakout. Um, uh, you know that he can do like like he did this past game. They throw to him. Maybe they maybe they let him get a couple rushes inside the red zone. He breaks in for a touchdown. Whatever it is. So, um, his upside. You basically be playing for his upside potential because of the you know you have a guy who's not doing much anyways. So you put him in hoping that hey he gets another touchdown or catches a, a lot of passes out the backfield or something or catches a lot of passes in general. So. That, you know, that would be the only way I would play him. I wouldn't pick him up and be like, oh, yeah, I'm playing this hot guy. I would just play him if I'm in desperate need at running back. Uh, another guy worth keeping an eye on is Quintez uh, Cephas, Cephas, Cephas for the Detroit Lions. If Tyrell Williams continues to be out, it seems to be that, you know, Stafford is looking for him. So that's a guy that they seem to have had a connection this past week. Again, yeah, such a small sample size. It's only one week, so you don't know, man. You can switch up. You might not get no catches this week, but – I would definitely, you know, pick him up anyways and just have him on my team just in case. And then, you know, while Tyrell Williams is out, I would hold on to him. And then maybe, you know, he continues to have rapport with, with uh, I said Stafford, with uh, with golf, Jared Goff. I don't know what the heck Stafford's in. The, Stafford with the Rams, on my bad, with uh, Jared Goff. So I'm just making sure y'all paying attention. That's all. See if y'all caught that. You know, you make some some errors on purpose. So there's a listener. You could be like, oh, see, he don't know what he's talking about. Look, you saying the wrong thing. Just don't click off and continue listening, though, please. Jeez. Nah. But that's, um. See, they seem to have a rapport together. So he throws to Hawkinson quite a bit. Oh, man, he's sitting pretty if you have Hawkinson as your tight end. And that was one of the guys who I targeted as my tight end in, uh, during the drafts. So I have quite a few shares of him. Um, but, yeah, that would be a receiver worth picking up. Now, there's Landry's out for the Cleveland Browns. And then I don't know if this is just coach talk or whatever, but they have a guy by the name of Demetric uh, Felton that they claim is going to play. We'll see as the week goes on. But so far, they, the coach is talking him up. Like, we're excited to have him in here. We're excited to, you know, have him play and see what he can do. He steps up, you know, now that Landry's out. 
So that's another guy who has a running back slash receiver potential. So again, if you're hurting that running back, that would be a guy I think you could pick up easily. I don't think too many people are thinking anything about him. And especially if Odell's not playing again this week, then they'll be, they're not going to have very many people to throw it to. Uh, so maybe they really do plan on, you know, throwing it to him. But I don't know. Again, it could just be coaches, you know, talking like, oh, yeah, we're going to play this guy. And he might not even make the team, you know, to travel with the team or whatever. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on it because if he is, and then if he is a starter, then, you, you know, you, that's somebody you could play at running back, especially in PPR. And this guy is a receiver, um, you know, who may even get a couple rushes possibly. You know, I know it's Chubb and, and, and uh, Hunt. Uh, you know, I know it's their backfield, but it's possible. He might get a few touches. You, you never know. So, um, but, you, you know, maybe he plays, fits in, that fills in that slot, catches a few passes. You know, it's worth, you know, playing him, I think, if – you know, he plays with the team. If they announce him as, like, starting or whatever, I would play him. Not just, it's, you know, hey, it's a shot in the dark, but you never know. Maybe, you know, you look like a genius. You play him, and then the guy goes off, and you're like, yeah, see, I knew about Felton. Nobody else knew about him. You know, because that's what we all want as fantasy players, right? You get that one player nobody else know about, so you can just be like, yeah, I knew about him because I'm a fantasy football genius. So that's, uh, that's one guy I think, you know, worth keeping an eye on, too. And like I said, I think you can add him. I'm pretty sure no one, not too many people are really thinking about him. Um, that that could be a guy you can add. And K.J. Uh, Osborne is another guy worth adding for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, he's the third receiver, so right, because you have Thielen and you have uh, Jefferson. But I think what's happening is they're shadowing, the, the coverage is fo- focused on Jefferson that this guy Osborne is getting passes. He's he's getting they getting work. So the last two weeks he's been getting work. You know it's just hard to trust a guy like that. But you know I would definitely just at least keep an eye on him. Uh, if I picked him up, I don't know if I would play him just yet. Maybe see if he does it one more week. But it looks like right now, legitimately, they he's you know getting work. They passing the ball to him, and um, you know there was a play where they doubled. Uh, Jefferson, and he was able to just kind of take off on the sideline. Osborne was, and, you know, caught a deep pass. So, you know, he was able to beat the coverage because he, you know, had that single coverage. And, you know, so it's worth looking at. That's the same thing that happened with Ruggs for the Oakland Raiders this past week, right? They were focused on – the other team was focused on taking out Waller, Darren Waller out the game that they were running, you know, double coverage on him and shadowing him and all that stuff that Ruggs was a lot of times getting single coverage and he was able to take that top off, which is really what, what the Raiders drafted him for, right? The speedster. So that he was able to just, you know, get behind the defense a few times and, you know, look good. He finally was able to put it together. I think the type of game that he had this past week is pretty much why they drafted him, you know, last year in the first place was to have these type of games. So, you know, he did. He had this type of game. And, you know, I think that was exciting for Raiders fans, I'm sure. But also for, you know, fantasy football fans who in Dynasty who have rugs. Because now it's looking like, okay, well, maybe he's turning the leaf. Like, again, with him as such a small sample size, you want to see him do it again before you say, okay, well, maybe he is. Because each week, diff- teams each play have different strategies. The next week, the team might not be like, let's take out Waller. They might just, you know, switch up how they – how they play defense, and then maybe Ruggs doesn't do as much. So, you know, I'll just keep an eye on it again for another week. Just kind of monitor that situation, see how he is. Maybe he's turning in, turning a new leaf, you know, 
finally because because those targets are there, right? Because Nelson Aguilar is not there anymore, so the targets are there for him, him and Edwards. But um, you know, Ruggs had a really good game. It was a very impressive uh, game what he, what he did. And then Derek Carr, speaking of the Raiders, Derek Carr, the quarterback, is impressive, man. I still, I you know, after week one, I was like, okay, he just had a good week one. And then, then week two, I'm like, oh, okay, so it's still hard to completely trust Carr yet. But it looks like, you know, he's have he's on his way to having a good season. You know, if he does it another week or two, then maybe I'll be like, okay, you know, it's, it's the real deal. But, yeah, it, you know, it looks like he's, he's you know, having a, a great season right now. So, and he's looking good. Um, you know, fantasy, fantasy football wise, I should say, you know, especially, um, you know, he's putting up points. So he might be on the waiver. So, I mean, I would play him, uh, you know, pick him up and play him and ride the hot hand. Sometimes in fantasy football, you got to just ride the hot hand till it ain't hot no more, man. You're just like, okay, this guy's putting up points. Let me ride it till he stops putting up points. Right. So, you know, kind of see how that goes. Um, yeah, I was yeah, I was just I was just trying to think if I was trying to remember who they play this this uh coming up week cuz sometimes you know that has a lot to do with it too like who who they're playing. Uh while I think about that, I also wanted to talk about what defense I think you should pick up if you're streaming defenses. Uh I would pick up the Carolina Panthers this week, right? Cuz Oh sorry, I just pulled it up. Okay, so Derek Carr they're playing Miami this week and Miami's going to be without Tua, so they're going to have their backup. Oh, Raiders are a potential defense that you could stream. Because uh, I think, what is it? Uh, with Tua out, I think it's just uh, Brissett. That's the quarterback probably for them. So, um, and I, I'm pretty sure I think Tua's out this week because his ribs. So, and the backup, yeah, it's Jacoby uh, Brissett. So, I would play the Raiders defense. That's one of the defense I would play. Oh, man, yeah, they going against him. You know, they probably have a pretty good game. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are defense to pick up because they're playing Houston and, and Tyrod Taylor's out this week. So Tyrod Taylor's out this week. So they're going with the backup. Uh, Mills is his name. And yeah, I would just go with Carolina's defense. Carolina defense has been playing well already anyway. Against the Jets, they put up 10. Against New Orleans, they put up 12. Houston, I think, you know, it's lunch meat. I think they're going to go ahead and, you know, feast on them this week. Uh so that would be like some of the defenses I would I think are worth picking up. Teams that I think are worth pick, uh, picking up defenses, um, you know, because Carolina going against Houston, the Texas, and they got uh, Davis Mills, I think is his name, uh, you know, quarterbacking for Tyrod Taylor. So yeah, I pick it up. The, the Carolina should feast defensively on this game. I mean, you never know surprises like do happen, but that's who I would, you know I would stream them, and then the Raiders going against Miami. Now, let's talk about kickers. I know some of you guys don't play with kickers. I still play with kickers. I like playing with kickers. I'm, you know, I'm in leagues both where I play with kickers and without. I don't mind, man. It's, you know, to me, it's part of the football. So, uh, some of the top kickers that are worth picking up, I think, Daniel Carlson, which is probably already on somebody's team. Then you have Nick Folk uh, with New England. Daniel Carlson's with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So, and then you have Nick Folk with New England. And then Dustin Hopkins with uh, the Washington football team, I think, especially if, if Heineke could continue doing what he's doing and, and the team, you know, uh, plays the way they play, that he'll get some kicking opportunities. And I think Dustin Hopkins is worth, you know, adding if you're looking for a kicker. Those are the kickers that, in my opinion, are worth, you know, adding. So, again, man, this this going into week three, I'm excited. You know, week two was pretty rough for me, man. I 
especially in the leagues where I had uh, where I had my, a lot of my guys play in the morning, especially in those where my team, my whole team played in the morning, and it was like just not even worth watching red zone after that. But most of most of my teams did, you know, they competed. I would say there was only a few where I was blown out and I'd rather be blown out than lose. Like there was one where I lost by one and I'm just like, I'm still waking up waiting for a stat correction. I'm like, where's my damn stat correction? Something tell me there's a stat correction and they fixed this and I won now, but nah, no stat correction. So those ones hurt, man. When you lose close games, they hurt, man. But I'd rather just get blown out where you're just like, okay, there's nothing I could have did. There's nobody on my bench who I could have played that would have helped me win. You know, those are the, I don't mind those. So I'm in 15 leagues and I went six and five and 10 this week. So I had, a, this is a really, really bad week. I had a really bad week, man. So five and 10, that ain't good. <laughs> I didn't get a thing last week. I went 12 and three this week. I went five and 10. I might've went six and nine. I got to uh, actually count again. I take that back. I might've went six and nine, but either way, man, five and 10, six or nine doesn't matter. It was really bad week for my teams. You know, guys just didn't show up, man. It was just like, it was tough, man. And, it, and like I said, I was in two close ones, two really close ones that I lost by a point. I think one I lost by one and a half points or and in, a, in a point. But uh, those are the ones that hurt because there was one where I had Devontae Adams and all he needed to do was one more catch. He didn't even have to get no yards. They just had to just throw it to him and I would have won. So, you know, you're trying to watch that game and then you start pulling for the other team because you're like, well, maybe if they score, then Green Bay got to stay, you know, they got to keep attacking. But nah, so that one kind of hurt, especially Monday night. You know, you're watching it, watching it. And yeah, that one was that one was rough watching that one, man. I was watching it at Sizzler actually too. As it was my mother-in-law's birthday, so I was watching it at Sizzler, and I'm just like, oh, man, please, come on. Just one more catch. One more catch. But nope, couldn't get the one more catch. So, you know, that was, you know, you know, some of those losses you just you remember. You're just like, oh, man, I need one more catch. But, I mean, heck, if he wouldn't have played the way he played, I wouldn't have even been in the game in the first place, right? So, you know, I'm not really tripping on it now. Move on to week three. Just try to make some adjustments. Try to, you know, get my team back winning and focused. The league is still early, man. Even if you 0-2, it's still early, early in the season. You ain't got nothing to worry about. You just got to start turning around and getting some wins. I know it's frustrating as heck. If you're 1-1, you know, you're you're perfect. You know, you're fine where you're at. And then obviously, if you're 2-0, you know, you're doing well. Again, I play in some leagues where we have the league median. So there's some leagues I'm 4-0 because, you know, each week you have a chance to win two games. You have a chance to beat the person that you're playing head and head against, and then also the league median score, right? So if you're if you score higher than the league median, then you get a win for that. So you could potentially be two and zero in a week, or you could be zero and two. And so some of those leagues you could be four and zero or two and two. I like that. I like it a lot. I like league median a lot, just simply for the fact is how many times have you had a team where you're like the highest scoring team? And then, you know, you just happen to be in one of those games where you're playing somebody who's also scoring really high. Like you like you guys scored dang near like 200 points or something, which is really high in fantasy football, right? And everybody else underneath you guys put up like 140, 150. Like it's not even close, right? And so you would have beat everybody else in the league except for the person you played against. So that's why I like league median because it kind of rewards you, rewards you, rewards, rewards you for that. And, um, you know, I like, competing uh that way too just because it adds another it adds something another layer to fantasy football 
Because, um, uh, you know, again, like I said, it kind of sucks, man, because, you know, it is a lot of luck that goes into fantasy football. And it's just like, you know, maybe you play that guy whose team going off to and both of y'all just scoring the most points in the league by far. And it's like, man, I would have beat everybody else but this person that I played. So that's why I like league median. It gives you a chance to get that balance. So like, yeah, you might have lost that head to head, but because you scored more than league median, because your team is good. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you should get something because your team is obviously good. So that's that's why I like playing that. You know, so it's exciting playing that. Um, yeah, so this Sunday, man, that's good. It's coming up. Week three, well, actually on Thursday, starting uh, week three starts on Thursday. Uh, all, all I know is the Emmys came on right after the football game. They tried to trick me into watching the Dagum Emmys by putting it on right after the football game, thinking that was going to make people watch it, I'm sure. Anyways, I watched quite a bit of it. I, you know, the, the guy wants the best supporting actor and it's from Ted Lasso. I, I wasn't trying to watch the Emmys, man, but it's just that it came on right after the football game, so I ended up watching a little bit of it. But, yeah, it, it worked what they did. They knew what they was doing. Anyways, you know, that, that concludes today's episode. My name is Jerome Tennyson. I thank you guys for listening. You can follow me on social media at Jerome underscore T-E-N. Yeah, again, you can follow the podcast on Twitter uh, at Do The Math Cast. So thank you guys for, for listening. Again, you can follow me at Jerome underscore T-E-N on all social media platforms, or you can follow the podcast or follow both. Actually, follow both of them. The podcast can be followed on Twitter at Do The Math Cast. Thank you.